Welcome to Full Rigor, a Florida true crime podcast. I'm Karen Curtis. And this episode, I told you a little bit about it in one of my dockets, the docket that I air on Thursday. But I wanted to flesh it out a little bit more for you. And it's really a horrific story involving another disembowelment, which seemed to be a very popular episode of mine. The girlfriend or whatever, who was disemboweled in her closet. But uh, this Florida man tried to kill his entire family. Ronnie O'Neill killed his ex-girlfriend and their special needs daughter, then disemboweled his son and set their Riverview house, which is in Hillsborough County, Tampa area, on fire March 18th, 2018. Now, miraculously, the son survived. And he would later testify against his own father in his double murder trial, at which Ronnie O'Neill, the defendant, represented himself. Yes, he questioned his own son in court. How did I hurt you? You stabbed me. Hey, I just been attacked by some white demons. That is Ronnie O'Neill telling the 911 operator the night of the incident that he had just been attacked by a white demon. Ronnie O'Neill is very intelligent, but suffers from mental illness and delusions. Plus, he suffered childhood trauma, which all makes for a perfect storm and the incubation of downright evil. The defendant is guilty of first-degree murder as charged. The trial was three years in the making, but after just a few hours, the jury found Ronnie O'Neill guilty of the brutal murders of his nine-year-old, nonverbal, autistic daughter and the mother of his two children in 2018. 33-year-old Kenyatta Barron, a.k.a. Kiki, opened her home up to her ex after he was wounded in a drive-by shooting in Tampa, and he needed a place to recover. No one else in his familial orbit would take him in, according to the judge in his trial. She said this. And I was aware there was some evidence, at least, that when you needed to recover from your gunshot wound, that neither your parents nor your Aisha, Miss Robinson, would let you come recover at their home. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm just, I, okay, I'm not gonna get into a dispute. I just, I'm just mentioning there was some evidence referencing that in the records. And all I can think about, because I, I knew that Miss Barron was not with you romantically at the time. And I knew that she just, out of the goodness of her heart, let you come stay with her. And it is beyond tragic that that critical decision ended in so much horror for her and for her children. It is unspeakably cruel. You can hear Kiki plead for her life during this 911 call. It's before Ronnie made his call. Now, Ronnie, who, as I said, is representing himself at trial, tries to redirect the jury to listen to the background noise rather than the just bone-chilling 911 call. Listen to the background. Hello? Where's the address you're at? 
Kiki was shot with a 12-gauge shotgun and was found lying outside her home, dead in the yard. Ronnie's son barely survived the attack and lived to testify against his father at the age of 11. And the little girl, Ronivia, was a very special daughter. She was born with challenges and ended up with a hatchet in her head. Here's EMT Donald Foster. I found that I was slipping, which I couldn't figure out why because I hadn't applied a lot of water. So I ducked down to the ground to try to see exactly what I was slipping on and I realized that the floor was covered in in blood. One firefighter testified and recalled carrying the daughter's body out of the home. But it was too late. It was beyond recognition as far as anything other than just a body at that point. Uh, Hugged my other firefighter and cried, to be honest with you. O'Neill tried to fatally stab his eight-year-old son before setting him on fire and the house. Lieutenant Veronica Vite was in the ambulance with little Ronnie during his ride to a nearby soccer field for the boy to be airlifted to Tampa General. He had been stabbed 20 times, multiple times in the abdomen, and suffered severe burns. Before he was sedated, he told her this. I believe he said, my dad killed my mom, or my dad shot my mom. It's one of the two statements that he made. Here's little Ronnie. I remember feeling scared, not knowing what was going on, why this was happening. Also, when police arrived, they found Ronnie O'Neill in the home smelling of gasoline. They had to use a taser to bring him down and arrest him. One of the most gut-wrenching moments of the trial was when O'Neill cross-examined his own son three years after he tried to kill him. Fortunately, Ronnie testified remotely and did not have to be in the courtroom with his murderous father, who he had last seen on that horrific night. How you doing, Ronnie? Good. It's good to see you, man. Now with the formalities behind them, his dad cut to the chase. And how did I hurt you? You stabbed me. Here's more of the boy's chilling testimony in his father's own double murder trial. And um, I just saw her like she was like stumbling outside, and then I just saw my dad chase her. Did he do something to your sister? Yes, he. Uh, Hit her with an axe in the head, and then in the back, and the, the back, and then the head, and then like I saw her eyes roll, and then there was blood in her. I mean, how do you recover from something like that when you're eight years old? You can't ever unring that bell. You can't get it out of your mind. This poor child. Hang on, though. There's some good news about him. But here's a neighbor. I really feel really bad for little Ronnie because when he actually come out of whatever he's in right now, he's going to be traumatized. I just briefly wanted to read the police report. It says that the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office responded to the family's home just after midnight on March 19, 2018, due to a call related to domestic violence. Upon law enforcement's arrival, they discovered the mother lying face down on the sidewalk near her home. Hillsborough County Fire Rescue arrived at the scene and determined that the mother was deceased. When law enforcement initially arrived at the home, there were no lights coming from the residence. However, a short time later, a light was observed coming from the corner of the home. As the light grew brighter, it was determined to be caused by a fire within the residence, resulting in law enforcement forcing entry into the home. When law enforcement gained access to the home, the main living area was fully engulfed in flames. Law enforcement yelled for anyone in the residence to exit, and a child came outside. 
When he appeared, he was covered in blood and was observed with a severe abdominal injury and burns. He was subsequently transported to a local hospital where he received immediate medical attention. Mr. O'Neill exited the home a short time later. He was placed into custody. Renevia, who was nonverbal and on the autism spectrum, was discovered in the home with multiple injuries, including burns and stab wounds. She succumbed to her injuries and was pronounced dead at the home. The Hillsborough County Medical Examiner's Office conducted an autopsy on her. The cause of death was determined as homicidal violence, including chop, blade, and penetrating wounds, and the manner of death was listed as homicide. She had fractures of her cervical vertebrae, transection of her cervical spinal cord, perforation of her larynx, fracture to the mandible, broke her jaw, and a subdural hemorrhage, plus cerebral contusion and traumatic injury. Ronnie O'Neill hacked her up. If that doesn't warrant the death penalty, I don't know what does. So Kenyatta was shot to death while the children were stabbed and burned. I don't wish that on anybody. I wouldn't even wish that on a dog. Little Ronnie had been stabbed in the torso and the neck and was set on fire and almost died. I was laying on my stomach. He had his foot on top of me and he was holding me down. And he was like lighting a match. Meanwhile, the boy's father admitted while yelling at the jury that he did kill his ex-girlfriend, Kenyatta. If you think I'm here to play around with y'all, God damn it on that! All right, Mr. O'Neill, please stop using um, swearing language. It's not appropriate in a closing argument. I did kill Kenyatta Ben, but I want you to tell it like it is if you're going to tell it. He said he did kill her. Well, he's a regular Clarence Darrow, except for that. In fact, the judge, Michelle Sisko, complimented him on his neophyte legal prowess after he was found guilty. The defendant is guilty of first-degree murder as charged. I think in another lifetime, you would have been an excellent lawyer. I really think that. You speak with great passion. I understood exactly the points you were making. The jury found O'Neill guilty of two counts of first-degree murder and attempted first-degree murder. He was also found guilty of arson and two counts of aggravated child abuse and resisting an officer without violence. They had to tase him. Ronnie agreed to have an attorney represent him in the sentencing phase of his trial because the state was seeking the death penalty and he was fighting for his life. His defense established that Ronnie O'Neill suffered sexual abuse by several men as a pre-kindergartner. Here's the psychologist on the stand. He certainly felt confused. There was no justice. There was nobody to turn to. He didn't know where to go with these feelings that he was experiencing. He had anger, anger at the perpetrators, anger that justice wasn't served. The expert told the jury that O'Neill also suffered PTSD after surviving a drive-by shooting in Tampa, from which he was recovering at Kenyatta's home. Judge Sisko then sentenced Ronnie to three consecutive life sentences plus 90 years. He ain't never getting out. As count one, Mr. O'Neill, I will adjudicate you guilty, sentence you to life in prison with a minimum mandatory of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Judge Sisko then added that she believed that by representing himself or going pro se, Ronnie O'Neill actually swayed the jury and saved his own life. There's a part of you that can be very charming and very likable. And with all due deference to your counsel, they're all excellent lawyers, excellent lawyers. 
but I have to tell you, I think that your representation of yourself also aided in saving you from the death penalty. I really do. I really think that. I could be wrong, but that's just my best guess. However, well, you're welcome, Mr. O'Neill. I'm just telling you the truth as I see it. He's feeling pretty good about that, right? And like gosh, what might have been if I didn't try to kill my whole family? I mean, pro se is not easy to do. Pro se means that you do not have a lawyer and you're choosing to represent yourself in a legal proceeding. Florida laws and rules can be really complex and oftentimes confusing if you don't have a background or training in the law. And O'Neill did very well. You might recall Ted Bundy tried this too, but he ended up fried like a Bundy burger in Florida's electric chair. So it's difficult. I can only wonder... What was going through Ronnie O'Neill's head as the judge was praising him for how he had handled himself in the courtroom? He could have been the next Johnny Cochran, maybe. But in the end, the judge was revolted by Ronnie O'Neill and what he had done to his family and the mother of his children. The way that Ms. Barron died was horrific. And that 911 call, which captured truly all of it. Mm. I, you heard, and everyone who's heard that 911 call, heard a death scream. If anybody ever wants to know what it sounds like before a human being dies, knowing that their death is imminent, that's exactly what it is. That was a death scream. So O'Neill is a devout Muslim, and you can hear him in the background of the 911 call yelling out Allahu Akbar, which means God is greatest in Arabic. O'Neill had been arrested three times before in Florida on charges of obtaining food or lodging with intent to defraud, marijuana possession, and driving without a valid license. Nothing that could approach the heinousness of this crime. State records also show that he was behind in his child support. In 2012, a Hillsborough judge ruling on a paternity petition filed by Barron that little Ronnie was O'Neill's biological son and ordered the elder O'Neill to pay monthly child support for the boy and another child, apparently, that he had fathered. Now Ronnie has a new mother and a new father. Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office detective Mike Blair and his wife, Danielle, said that they knew they had to take in little Ronnie, to give him a new life after his traumatic experience in 2018. They adopted the boy last year. I did know that I would love to be his mom. He's a joy to have around the house. I had no idea going into it that I was about to meet my future son. Little Ronnie is child number six for the couple. He's thriving in his new life. One of the best moms and dads. They take care of me. As it goes to the family and it's I am safe, I am loved, and I'm part of this family. While little Ronnie is thankful, his father said this during sentencing in 2021. I am not sorry for something I didn't do, and I am not sorry for the things I did do. So he's not sorry. And he's well thought out, so that's tragic. Another famous O'Neill, Ryan O'Neill, famously learned in the movie Love Story that sometimes you don't have to say you're sorry. I'm sorry. Don't. Love means never having to say you're sorry. But in this case, there was very little love and a lot of loss for this family. 
And the fact that little Ronnie was adopted and he's living happily with this new family is a silver lining to an absolutely horrible story. There are good people out there. Unfortunately, there are some truly evil people out there, and they're pretty smart. But if Mr. Khalil Brown was a help to them proving me guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, they would have called Mr. Khalil Brown. But I called Mr. Khalil Brown to be a witness for me. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was very disturbing for me to put it together for you. Check me out on Instagram at Full Rigger Podcast. I enjoyed getting lots of feedback and messages from you guys. That's awesome. Keep it up. Please don't forget to subscribe and download and give me five stars if you liked this episode. For now, that wraps up Full Rigger. Thanks for listening. Until next time.